More than once in sessions with my clients recently, the word triggered has come up. My client will be telling me about what they want coaching on that week, and during the explanation of the situation that happened, they'll say that they felt triggered by something their partner said or did. I'm so interested in this concept of being triggered because I personally have been experiencing a lot of my own triggers lately, and I thought it would be an amazing opportunity to talk through this concept of triggers with all of you too. Think about the last time you felt triggered. You probably remember something that happened that you observed. Someone said something or did something or you saw something online or in a TV show and all of a sudden you feel an intense emotional reaction to that thing. That reaction could be anger, it could be fear or anxiety, or it could even be grief. When that happened, you probably thought that the trigger was the cause of your intense emotional reaction. But if you listen to the last episode on the self-coaching model, you know that the only thing that causes an emotion in you is your thoughts. So I quickly want to define psychological triggers because this will help us decide how to deal with them. So in terms of the classic definition, a psychological trigger is an external circumstance that prompts a recall of a previous traumatic experience. And that recall is a thought in your brain. These days, most of us refer to triggers as like any circumstance that makes us even a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> but either way, a trigger is simply an external circumstance that causes a thought in our brain. And that thought in our brain causes an emotion in us. Most of the time, we're not even consciously aware of the thought. We just feel the intense emotion, and we see that the cause of that intense emotion is the circumstance that we observed. So before I dive into this a little bit more, if this topic is something that you are really struggling with, I've created a free five-day challenge called Embrace Your Triggers. Stop avoiding your emotional triggers so that you can live an empowered life in the midst of your partner's addiction. The challenge will begin on August 24th, and each day you'll sign into the VIP Challenge website and watch a short video lesson. I'll also be doing three Facebook Live Q&A sessions throughout the week so that you can ask me your questions directly. If you'd like to join, just text the word CHALLENGE to 971-257-1615, and I will text you back with the link to sign up. You can also find the link in the show notes. So here's a trigger that I discovered that I have recently when I entered a new relationship about nine months after I'd broke up with my former partner who struggled with an addiction. Mind you, when I started dating again, that part was fine. I had done a lot of emotional inner work to heal and move on, and I had fun during the dating process. But when my current partner and I decided to become exclusive and create a committed relationship, that's when I started to lose my shit a little bit. <laughs> Certain things my partner would say or do would catch me completely off guard and trigger this emotional spiral where I was suddenly terrified that this was going to be a repeat of my past relationship. Mind you, these were totally innocuous things that didn't mean anything and were not at all the same as my past relationship, but in this past relationship, I had been cheated on many times, I was in a codependent trap of trying to keep my partner from using drugs, so my brain had become hypervigilant to any potential problems. What I found was that even in a different relationship with a completely different person who had shown himself to be totally trustworthy, 
I still experienced triggers that had my brain convinced that bad things were going to happen again. Now, this is normal. This is the result of living through traumatic experiences, and it's totally normal in the process of healing. I realized that when I paid attention to those triggering situations, I got to see my emotional blind spots, if you will. Each time I felt triggered, I learned to say to myself, oh, this is an area in which I still have some healing to do. How fascinating. But when I first experienced these emotional triggers, I started to really doubt that I would ever be able to trust anyone again. I would have thoughts like, if I can't trust this person who has shown me that they're totally trustworthy, there's no hope for me. Like, I won't be able to trust anyone if I can't trust him. (laughs) But what I realized is that triggers aren't a signal that something is wrong with me. They're actually little signposts that help me down my path to healing. Not only were they helpful to me personally, but when I learned to communicate to my partner about my emotions in these situations and the thoughts that created those emotions, our relationship was strengthened. It helped me build trust because I was practicing being honest about my insecurities and my deep fears, and I got to observe him respond to my most vulnerable side in a wonderfully caring way. It gave me more information about who he really is, which in this case is someone who is capable of holding space for my big emotions. But it's not necessarily common knowledge to be curious about what triggers us. Our first reaction when we're triggered is usually to try and get rid of the thing that triggered our emotional reaction. So if our partner says something that triggers us, we tell our partner not to say that thing anymore. If they do something that triggers us, we tell them not to do that thing anymore. And then we get really mad if they don't comply with our demands. (laughs) This also plays out in public spaces online, right? Trigger warnings are seen as something woke people do if you want to appear very compassionate and caring to everyone's possible past experiences. Of course, this comes from the best of intentions because none of us want to feel responsible for triggering a trauma reactivation in someone. But here's the problem with trigger warnings and attempting to control our external circumstances. It just doesn't work. A recent scientific study found that trigger warnings are not helpful for trauma survivors. To quote the abstract of the study, quote, we found substantial evidence that trigger warnings counter-therapeutically reinforce survivors' view of their trauma as central to their identity, end quote. In other words, it just doesn't help us heal and move on. It keeps us stuck in the role of victim. I'll put a link to that study in the show notes if you want to check it out. I want to offer something that may not be comfortable to hear, but is quite empowering when you embrace it. It's not the world's responsibility to make us feel better. It's our own responsibility to make ourselves feel better. This is true when you're reading articles online, scrolling through social media, or interacting with your partner. No one else is responsible for your healing but you. So when we try to make demands of others to change their behavior in order to get rid of the thing that triggers us, we don't learn anything from our triggers. In fact, we make them even more powerful over us when we push them away. It's totally counter to the result that we actually want. We want to feel in control of our emotions, so we try to control our emotions by controlling others? 
instead of actually examining what's going on in our brains so that we can learn how to handle it ourselves. When you learn to process your emotions, you don't need to be afraid of something triggering an emotion in you. Instead of being at the mercy of the world around you, you can take your power back and you can handle anything that the world throws at you. Because by the way, triggers are unpredictable. You can't know everything that's gonna trigger you before it happens. It could be the tone of voice that someone uses when they're communicating something. It could be a smell. It could be a piece of furniture or a song or a joke that someone makes. It would be impossible for the world and even your partner to completely cater to your own personal triggers. So to sum up what we've talked about so far, what is a trigger? It's an external circumstance. The quote unquote trigger goes in the circumstance line of the model. It's just a fact. You'll feel the impact of that trigger when you have a thought that creates a feeling. And the way to handle triggers is to allow that emotion. Meaning you choose to feel it on purpose instead of reacting to it, resisting it, or avoiding it. The better you get at allowing your emotions, the less impacted you'll be by the triggering circumstance. And then there will come a day when that thing or anything no longer triggers you at all. And once you've allowed the emotion, you can ask yourself, what is this trigger here to teach me? What do I need to learn from this situation in order to heal? My own triggers showed up to teach me that my brain was still in trauma mode a little bit. I had not deeply healed my own thoughts about my past trauma. I hadn't explored how my experience of being cheated on when my partner was using drugs affected my capacity to go all in on a new relationship. And I hadn't fully accepted that this fear of going through that experience again kept me from fully living my life. I was putting myself through that past trauma over and over again by obsessing over the possibility that it could happen again in the future when I had no evidence to support that it would. And in fact, I actually had a lot of evidence to support that it would not happen again because of the different choices I made in selecting a partner this time around. If we don't take responsibility for our own triggers, we're missing out on the huge lessons we could learn from them. So don't shortchange yourself on this. Lean into the discomfort. It will totally be worth it, I promise. If you liked this podcast, the five-day challenge is going to rock your world. <laughs> We're going to dive in even deeper on this subject, and you'll get practical tools to help you embrace and allow your triggers. You'll learn three very important steps that will help you get to this place of emotional competence and confidence. You'll learn how to observe your triggers and discover the real cause of your emotional reaction so that you can stop living in fear. You'll learn how to process your emotions in a way that allows you to move forward in a positive way. And you'll learn how to embrace your triggers so that you can understand how they can help you heal. The challenge will run from August 24th through the 28th. So to join, just text the word CHALLENGE to 971-257-1615 and I will send you the link to register. That's all I got for you this week. I'll see you next time. Hey, if you found this episode helpful, then you've got to join me for a free coaching call. On this call, I'll guide you through understanding where you're at right now in your relationship and your life and where you want to be. 
I'll zero in on the specific thing that's holding you back from getting there, and I'll give you a personal game plan and share how one-on-one coaching will help you finally feel better about your partner's addiction so that you can create the happy, peaceful life you want. To request your free call, go to the link in the show notes or text free call to 971-257-1615. That's 971-257-1615.